Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, intelligent, <laughs> Disney Cruise-loving <laughs> wife, Michelle. Thank you, baby. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We're recording this episode on Sunday, October 13th. 2019. Uh, wow, October is just flying by. We're already mid-month. It's crazy. Right? It's close to Halloween. I know. I got to get the candy ready. I haven't even put out our big spider yet. I got to put out our big inflatable spider that everybody loves. I'm do that. <laughs> yes, I am a bit of slacker. I need to do that. But over we've the next been busy. Yes, we have been very busy. We'll talk a little bit about that as the show progresses. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us well most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is Hyperion adventurespodcast.com and when you visit that website feel free to sign up for our newsletter because well we we like to just have you involved more in the fold but we also have some interesting things that are going to be happening with the newsletter coming up well this week Ooh. yeah yeah we'll talk about that in a moment uh we we also love hearing from you very much so please follow us along on social media on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast and of course you can always email us and you will want to possibly email us so take note of this email address hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com that's right, because we have... Can I tell it? Can I tell it? I'll get to that in a oh. second. I know, I know you're anxious. <laughs> I know. I know you're very anxious, and she should be, because this is really Michelle's idea. But we'll get to that in just a second here. But first, I want to talk about all the other stuff that we have coming up for you today, including uh, we have uh, Disney dropping a couple new movie trailers this week. We'll discuss that. Uh, we now know the dates for the annual holiday event at the Disneyland Resort. And we have the review, our review, of a brand new musical adaptation for one of our favorite movies. But let's not keep Michelle in suspense here. She really <laughs> wants to talk about this. So uh, this is just a lead-in to what we have coming up for you this week. If you think he's some kind of brainiac, I know it all, some kind of a whiz got more answers than an almanac. Let's take a quiz. If you think you're extraordinary, cut above the best of the risk. If your cranial capacity is something scary, let's take a quiz. Let's all take a quiz. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Starting this week, we have a brand new thing happening with each and every episode, our Hyperion Adventures trivia game. Michelle, tell them what it's all about. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we were thinking we, we get really great feedback from people who listen to the podcast and we thought, why not make it worth their while? Mm -hmm. You know, add a little, a little something, something to it. So uh, we're going to start with having a mini uh, trivia game mm -hmm. with our podcast and that will go out if you sign up for our newsletter you'll have that and then we'll have a weekly winner yes so um yes sign up for our newsletter and every week along with the newsletter we will give you the trivia questions there'll probably be somewhere three to five questions all relating to things that happen within the show also if you have given us a five-star review 
and you are interested in being involved in this, just let us know. Some of you, we already know who you are. Some we don't. We want to get to know you better. But right. let us know that you've done this. You want to be on. That's going to give you an extra entry every single week. Right. A little bonus. A little bonus. So if you answer the questions all correctly, that's one entry. If you've given us a five-star review, that's another entry. If you or want to be involved in the giveaway and you didn't answer the questions, but you've given us a five-star review, well, you still have one entry or vice versa. So you are involved in it and we're looking forward to having you involved uh, each and every week. Yeah, so we hope that you find it fun. Uh, Give us some feedback on it and it's not going to be like, you don't have to be a brainiac. It's listen to the episode and... It's an open book test. It is. That is true. Listen to the podcast with the questions in hand. We'll (laughs) give them right to you. You just have to find them. Uh, It's about, you know, didn't you always love it when you were in school and you're like, open book test. You're like, yes, score. Well, that's exactly what we're doing for you. Exactly. Exactly. And so let me tell you what we're giving away this week. We're going to be giving away various prizes every single week. Some will be really nice and really big. Some will be a little bit smaller, but still really nice. This week, I, I really love... Uh, this week's prize. And I think it's really appropriate for the season because it's kind of that Halloween season. We're gradually mm-hmm. eventually going to get into the Christmas season, Halloween, Christmas, Halloween, Christmas, the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Yes. I've so, heard of that. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we have this wonderful water bottle that we have that uh, is themed to the nightmare before Christmas. It's on the outside. It's all black and it's got kind of the uh, chalkboard writings. If you remember from the film where Jack is trying to figure out like what why does Christmas work? And he's trying to do these computations. Well, he's kind of got that all over this water bottle and it's really cool. And what's also good is it's not just a a regular water bottle. This water bottle is really, really nice. Here's from the uh, actual uh, box and to kind of describe what it is. It's a 20.9 ounce stainless steel bottle. Uh, It says on the, the copper plating on the inner wall is an extra line of defense against temperature transfer. Heat, uh, so it, it actually keeps things hot or it keeps things cold for much longer. It nice. says here that it'll keep things hot up to 12 hours wow. and it'll keep things cold up to 24 hours. So this is a really nice bottle. We'll post some pictures on the website. We'll also put it out social media wise. And yes, we want you to sign up for the newsletter. That's the best way you can get involved with this. But if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you just want to hit us up on social media and ask us for the questions. Or if you want to email us and ask us for the questions, we'll do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Just DM us or email us and uh, yeah, I'm looking at the water bottle now and it's adorable. So it's it's a great prize. I think yeah. people will love in having this. I love the little part where it's there, you know, it's a sandy and it has the claw there, like a lobster claw and it says <laughs> equals Christmas, Christmas and stuff like mark, that. Yeah. yeah, there's like reindeer, <laughs> snowman. It's really cool. It's a really cool bottle. Like I said, I'll post a picture of it, but I think it's going to be a really fun prize to kick uh, this whole thing off. And then this was all Michelle's idea. And again, Aww. great job by her to try and get all of you listeners, all our Hyperion Adventures more involved involved in the show. Right. Well, you know, we love the interactions that we have on social media already. And, you know, we just want to make it a little bit more fun, a little more exciting this way too. Yep, exactly. So that's really cool stuff. Uh, We also wanted to get you involved this week. If you remember from our last episode, if you haven't heard it yet, go back and check it out. We talked a little bit about uh, Anastasia, the musical and uh, the movie Anastasia. And we kind of referenced like, you know, should she be the next Disney princess? And I put out a poll on who you think should be the next Disney princess. And so uh, we got some nice responses from it. Uh, Far and away, the 
winner easily with 64% of the vote was Princess Leia. Yeah. Totally makes sense. That's Michelle's choice. Uh, second place was Anastasia. So good to see that she got some right. love there. Uh, third was Shuri from uh, Black Panther right. movie and uh, Marvel and the Avengers and everything. And fourth was my choice, which was Princess <laughs> Anna from uh, Bugs Life, of course, only with 8%. But thanks, everybody who took part. And we did get some responses from some people involved with that uh uh, that uh, poll and it said uh, at think at think Mickey blog was Marissa who was on our show just not that long ago right. with a quick little thing she said Leia for sure uh, most people assume Anastasia is Disney anyway so she'd be my second choice but Leia deserves it more right uh, you know what one thing that we didn't mention at the last week's episode with Anastasia that I think also puts the feel of Disney into that movie is that um, Angela Lansbury. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a, she has a role an in important it. role in there. So. so does Kelsey Grammer for that matter. Right. Stinky Pete is in there. <laughs> a little bit of a Russian accent in Stinky Pete, but he's in there as well. So yeah, some, uh, some other Disney uh, vo- folks are right, involved right. in this as well as voices. Uh, also, we got a response from Nate and Serena who are at DVC Duo. They said, so hard to choose just one. Can we say all? That's what I thought, as yeah. a matter of fact. Uh, if we have to pick one, Princess Leia gets our vote. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. And uh, Jeanette, uh, who's at Jeanette S87, said, Leia all the way. Shuri and Ada Ovs are anyway, but the heart wants what the heart wants, that LOL. So, sums it up pretty nicely, yeah. actually. So that's good. <laughs> thanks, everybody, who voted on the poll. And thanks for those of you who responded and took part in it. So uh, we hope to do more polls in the future and get everybody involved. We want to get uh, all of you, like we, we were talking about just a little bit ago with the trivia game, we want to get you all involved as much as possible. Right. It's a Disney-loving community. That's right. It is. And it, we love our Disney-loving community. Exactly. So. So that's it for that stuff. Now let's get to our main topic of the week. And this week's main topic deals all with Disney Cruise Line. This week, we're going to get you involved and help you know everything you might want to know about Disney Cruise Line, especially if it's your first ever Disney Cruise. We want to help you be prepared to have the best trip possible. Right. Or if you're thinking about taking a Disney mm-hmm. Cruise, you know, what kind of things to expect or, and, you know, maybe some surprises or, or items that you hadn't thought about that might make your decision, you know, put it over the top that right. you've yeah, got to do it. Right, and we're going to tell you right now, uh, if you're thinking about doing a Disney Cruise, do a Disney cruise. Yeah, it's really great. It. It's it, it's it's a different form of Disney. If you're used to going to the parks, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, it's just an extension of that, and it's a lot of fun. But it's a, it's a different style of vacation, but it is a blast for everybody of the entire family. And we'll go through a, a lot about that as we move on. Just to kind of get you started here, you may know this about us, but just in case you don't, we are both platinum disney cruisers we've been on yes we've been on totally we've been on uh 10 or more for michelle many more uh disney cruises a piece so we have some knowledge about this 
We have, I will put this out honestly, we have not sailed, as surprising as it is, we have not sailed on the Disney Dream yet. So everything right. we know about that ship is kind of just, you know, extrapolated from information we've got from other people or the sister ship of it, the Disney Fantasy, which right, we have which we sailed have been on. on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have sailed in virtually every type of cabin there is. Michelle, you have sailed on an inside cabin. I have, yes. yeah. I have not, but we have sailed on uh, an ocean view cabins, balcony cabins, family cabins, uh, cabins and we also have done concierge not only the one bedroom not only the one bedroom suites but also I'm not going to brag but we have also <laughs> now, we, yeah, we yeah. have also done <laughs> concierge so we kind of have an idea of uh, how these things go from whatever category you're looking for right and I'll brag then. Yes, we have actually been in the Walt suite and the Roy suite <laughs> on the Disney <laughs> on the Wonder. Disney Wonder yeah yes. so um but just so that, again, we can talk to that if we right. need to. If we yeah. need to. So uh, so let's get to it. We'll get right down to this. And we're going to kind of lead you through uh, the process of going through a Disney cruise. And we're going to start all the way from preparing, from booking, all the way to leading up to your cruise, on board, and then disembarkation. And so, so you kind of have an idea of what to expect for your either first or your next ever Disney cruise. So I'm going to start off with the booking process here and kind of what you might want to look at as you're planning to make your trip. And Michelle, feel free to, to chime in at any point if you want to add on to anything I'm saying okay, here, cool. of course. Um, so first thing you want to do is, of course, figure out where you want to go. What itinerary is right for you? Uh, how What is the length of the itinerary that's right for you? If your first Disney cruise, look, I always feel that anything less than seven days feels really, really short on a cruise. But if it's your first Disney cruise and you're not sure that cruising is right for you, you might want to try a three or a four night Bahamas cruise on say the Disney dream or something like that. Right. Kind of to give you an idea of what the process is, what it is like, uh, just kind of give you the concept of it and see if your family enjoys it before you jump in, you know, head first into being on the ship for a week. Right. I mean, some people are concerned of, you know, issues related to seasickness. So I could see some people being hesitant to, to book a first time cruise, you know, that would be longer. Or also if you have kids or little kids and you're concerned how they will be. I know that um, the one thing that I hear a several of my friends who have not taken cruises at all have said is the concern for feeling of claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's a personal thing. My personal feeling is that, um, and I, and I have some issues sometimes too, but uh, with claustrophobia, but never on a cruise ship, especially with a Disney cruise ship. I've, we've run into some cabins on other cruise ships. We've, we've sailed not only with Disney cruise, but uh, several other cruise lines as well. And some of their, especially like their inside cabins can be really, really tight and really, really tiny. And they can feel that way, but I've right. never felt that way about any Disney cruise cabin. Cause they all seem to be a little larger. You also usually have for virtually every room, they have the split bathroom right. where you get some extra space there as well. They always feel, they know that they're most of their cabins are going to be putting in three or four people with kids you know obviously uh, mom and dad and mm-hmm. a, a kid or two within them so they they build for that extra space uh, in, in preparation that that's going to happen right i do think they have on the um original ships the og ships uh cabin t- interior cabins that don't have the split bathrooms there's not many of them um but they have better seating in an interior cabin than any other Mm -hmm. cruise ship that I've ever sailed on. Um, That they have, you know, like a couch and a little table and it just feels a little bit more separate than just sitting on a bed you know. And even the many of the, the on the new ships, the inside cabins have that giant 
video screen porthole there right. that shows kind of what's on going on outside. It's not really looking outside, but it feels that way. And they also sometimes characters will pop up right. in it or whatever. So it's kind of it, it makes you feel like you're on, have a, a a little bit of an ocean view, even right. if you are on an inside cabin. In many of those cases, so when you're looking at booking an itinerary, of course, one of the biggest things you're going to look at is pricing. Now, let's face it, we can't deny this. Disney is more expensive than virtually every other cruise you're going to take from major mainstream cruise lines. Right. However, I will tell you that I believe they are worth the price um, every single time. They always rank very highly on every list that you see. Mm -hmm. The customer service is Disney customer service, as you've come to expect at the parks, at the resorts. It extends right into the cruise line, and the entertainment is top notch. I, I and you know, and then the fact that they have much more room in the cabins, and everything. I believe that the the price that they put it at, yes, is it more expensive? It is, but I feel it's very worth it. And, you know, some of the things that we've noticed now on taking some other cruise lines, you know, and more of the budget conscious ones too, um, they they do scale back on what they give you included. Yes, your regular meals are included and things, but they are, are now, some of them are starting to um, charge for entertainment, like to go to the movie theater or whatever, whereas if you go on the Disney cruise, it's included. You know, going, they and they have... Um, Disney movies, obviously, if it's if it's a new release, they have it on the same day that it's going to be released throughout the country. Um, so you wouldn't miss that if you were on a ship when something new came out. Um, but there's no no fees for that. So I think the other cruise lines are more budget conscious than Disney, but they also charge up for a lot of the things that you would automatically get or want through a Disney cruise line. So I think it it's still going to be more expensive, but it, it is not as dramatic as what you would think if you were just looking at the booking prices. Mm -hmm. Agreed completely on that. And let's talk about that. You know, the some of the things that are included in it, this cost of this cruise, if you want to just sail on Disney and not pay for anything extra, no, ex, uh, you know, the extra dining, shore excursions, uh, alcohol, uh, whatever the case may be, you're cruise fare could be pretty much it. That mm -hmm. could be all you're right. charged. Uh, of course, there'll be some extras on that. And we'll talk about budgeting for that later on. But included on there, of course, is your room. So, you know, no matter where you're going, you know, you unpack and you you um, go there, you unpack once right. and you travel to whatever ports these are. That's included. Most of the food, so anything in the dining room is included. Anything out of the buffet, there's various food stands in and around the pool. Right. That's all included with the uh, the price. The entertainment, which there's so much great entertainment on board a Disney cruise, including, yes, the Broadway shows, but like Michelle was just talking about, first-run movies and even more classic Disney movies and the kids' clubs, which are excellent, all included in the price of your cruise. So when you're thinking about a vacation and you think about going to the parks and whatever, yes, you think about the hotel, you think about any transportation you right. might need, you also have to think about meals and so forth. Well, that is all included at least at its base level with Disney Cruise Line. Right. And the base level is great. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the dining, the evening dining room is amazing The because there's also entertainment along with that. Um, you know, the things that they have on deck and the, you know, with the, associated with the pool and things like that. Um, and yes, you, you could do it without additional costs even for uh, shore excursions, but you could get off the ship for free and walk mm -hmm. around. Sure. So it's not like you're banned or you must stay or right. anything like that. Um, so yeah, you could do it where it would be kind of a one price all inclusive, you know, for quite a lot of what would, you know, 
be anybody's level of entertainment. Right. I mean, you probably won't do that, but that is a possibility. And also like soda is included if you if you're a right. soda drinker, if the kids like soda, uh, there is free soda on the pool deck for everybody, coffee, tea. Uh, also, there's free ice cream on the pool deck and right. anything if you want some free ice cream. So uh, that's all included within the price. And um, Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bars, free. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so some other things you want to consider when you're thinking about the price of the cruise. And if you're looking for um, you know better seasons to get a better price, um, first off is, of course, cabin choice. What are you looking for? Are you looking for an inside cabin? Are you looking for a, a window, You know, an ocean view, a balcony? Mm-hmm. If you're going to splurge going up to a concierge type cabin or whatever. Uh, that's always going to be taken in part. You know, to me, it depends on what your what what your itinerary is like. If you're going port heavy and you're beginning off at of ports a lot and you don't plan on spending a fair amount of time in your room, then an inside cabin or, or an ocean view cabin is just fine. If you right. like to relax out, you know, and watch the ocean go by or enjoy the, then maybe a balcony cabin is more your thing. I love balconies um, personally, but you know, we've enjoyed the ocean views many, many times and the, they have really great big portholes in a right. lot of those ocean view cabins. So you really get a fairly good view as well. Oh yeah. The ocean views on the Disney cruise ships are marvelous Mm -hmm. and you know i've done them a lot yeah i would say probably almost the majority of them i would think were just ocean views and yes you're right the porthole is giant and you get great great views you don't feel like you're not able to look out and see what's going on you can also go on deck Mm -hmm. and you know there's deck chairs everywhere you know on multiple different decks um some are less you know are quieter they have also the adult pool area that you know there aren't kids there so there's a lot of ways to be outside in the air and get great views of the ocean yep exactly so again back to pricing if you're looking for when to book uh, it's it's definitely just like anything else if you think about going to the disney park seasonally is what you have to look at. There's certain times of the year that are going to be more expensive and the certain times of the year they're going to be less expensive. Obviously, if you're going through times when most of the kids are out of school, you know, say the holidays or, you know, summer. summer vacation or whatever the case may be, a lot of times those are going to be your higher price because most of these cruises are are built to bring families on board. You can have a great cruise. We do it all the time just as adults mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves on this cruise. But, you know, the, the, this ship is basically built to bring on families and have things to do for the entire family. So uh, be prepared for that. And um, when um, when you're going through and trying to do the math on deciding what length cruise you want to do, you'll look at it and you'll see, okay, the three and four day cruises, a lot of times the, the whole amount will be cheaper. But if you're thinking about the possibility of jumping up to a seven day cruise or something along those lines, don't forget to do the math on what it costs per day. Because a lot of times cost per day on a seven-day cruise versus a three, four, or even shorter, like a two-day right. cruise, can be significantly different. So kind of keep an eye on that. As, as with any Disney vacation, you kind of want to do the math on this and find out what's right for you. Right. And look for offers and things, especially if you're Florida residents. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have um, more offers for that, the military mm-hmm. discounts, et cetera. So. Yeah, they have specials running regularly. Right. So keep an eye out for that as well. 
well. And also there are themed cruises, which tend to be on a little bit on the higher price as well, but they are a lot of fun. We've done a few of these. Uh, there's the Star Wars and Marvel Day at Sea. We, my Michelle is wearing her Star Wars Day at Sea cruise uh, <laughs> ship, or excuse me, t-shirt right now. We've also done the Halloween on the high seas, right. which is going on currently, which yep. is a lot of fun as well. And there's the very maritime cruises uh, going on. They usually start up in around uh, November and move in through December. Right, those right. A blast as well. So check for those. If you really want to do those, those are great, but those could be a little bit higher priced as well. Yeah. And they, you know, but they offer a little bit more, you know, like the Halloween one, you know, you can go trick-or-treating and they have other types of entertainment that are Halloween themed. And so, yes, they're a little bit more expensive, but they also up some of the, the, amenities that they're providing you right you have a lot of those are those are really cool cruises again we've done we haven't done the marvel day at sea and we actually haven't done a very merry time cruise yet i've done a partial very merry have been, you yeah it was it was when it first started mm-hmm. and so they had all the ship decorations and they mm-hmm. were starting some of the things but they've they've made it much bigger than it was when i took it with well scott very nice. So once you finally put all this equation together, <laughs> kind of like this water bottle here, as Jack's working out the equation on how to figure out Christmas. Once you put all this math together, figure out the right itinerary for the right price and everything for you, then it's time to book. And when you book, all you have to do is put down a 20% deposit of what the total amount will be on your cruise. Mm -hmm. So, and this is totally refundable. So if you even think you might cancel up to 120 days before you're sailing, you can still get all that money back, change your mind or change the date of the cruise. Or if you see the price drop for whatever reason, you can also book it at that different price. So once you decide that this is the one for me, you just have to go, you need to go, you can call Disney Cruise Line, you can go online or you can contact a traveler agent and just go ahead and book it. You just have to put the 20% uh, deposit down on it and you're ready to go. Michelle, yes. And sometimes they have specials where they drop the requirement for 20% and drop it down to like 10%. Um, So sometimes that might be, especially if you're booking something in advance and you're saving your money for it, you can have a a smaller deposit time at that moment uh, to be able to get this rolling. Yes, they often keep an eye out for those because they often have those specials going on when you're looking at booking. I would always suggest to use a travel agent for this. You can even book on your own and then transfer your cruise to a travel agent. But I will always suggest using a travel agent when you're doing a Disney cruise. One, because they can handle a lot of the detail work that you may not uh, be able to do or know about or whatever. But two, they will often give you something a little bit on the side, a little bit of pixie dust. I can't guarantee that everyone will do that, but a lot of times there's things like we've gotten anything from small flower arrangements in our cabin up to whole photo packages up to, you know, and and bottles of of wine wine. and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's, you know, it doesn't cost you anything extra to go through a travel agent, but sometimes they, they just give you that little bit extra boost. And sometimes if something should go a little bit, sideways while you're on the trip and that doesn't happen very often but every once in a while something can happen with uh, itinerary changes or whatever uh, that person can handle things from the land that you might not be able to handle for as easily while you're on the cruise itself so it's always good to kind of have that person that can help you in your back pocket right and they can also answer questions too that you might think of as you're going along that 
you know, they have that experience as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the process I would say to if you're going to book the cruise. Now we've got your cruise booked. <laughs> Let's get on to the pre-planning, which is also a lot of fun. And for the pre-planning of your cruise, I'm going to go to Michelle because she tends to do most of our pre-planning <laughs> for our cruises. So Michelle, please let everybody know uh, what they can do as they're getting for that date from booking up into actual sale date. Right. So a lot of people love to ha- do a lot of planning for their vacations. Um, I'm certainly one of those who very meticulous details and other people don't care to do as much. So uh, that's what's great about a Disney cruise is that you can do as little or as much pre-planning uh, as you want to. And um, But if you do want to do it, there's a lot of things. And it's just fun. It's part of the journey. And I'm going to give our code word of the day, which is voyage. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Back to you, Michelle. <laughs> so as you prepare for your voyage, um, there's a couple things. There are some. There is one thing that you do need to decide ahead of time. You may be able to change it, uh, but that is your dinner seating. So on the Disney cruise ships, they have two dinner seatings, and one is earlier than the other. The earlier one tends to ha- be very kid heavy in comparison. So if you do have kids and you think that's what you prefer to do, you can book that first seating. Um, Otherwise, you can go to the second seating, which is a little later. And you just, um, what they do is they flip flop the entertainment when you go for entertainment. So if you go for early seating dinner, you do your, your big show in the after, after that. If you go to the late dinner seating, you actually get to see your, some of your um, productions before you go to dinner. Right. So essentially, if you're if you're early seating, it's dinner and a show. If you're late seating, it's show and dinner. Right. Right. And um, so it's generally, if you're concerned and you're not sure, then it's easier if you book the first seating ahead of time because you can pretty much generally speaking, get to the second seating to change it to a second seating, whereas it's harder to go from a second seating to a first seating. Yeah, first seating almost always books up solid. That, right. you know, and there are some changes that you can do within that, but it's a little bit more tough. Uh, second seating is always much easier to maneuver, whether it be for to actually change to having second seating, or if you want to change, you know, your tables. You know, do you want a smaller table? Like, right. if it's just the two of you, two adults, a table for two, table for four, whatever the case may be. Right. Very good point. And so, um, you know, and it, it, it's not something to stress over because you can make it work no matter what. If you were, you know, to the situation where you booked a second seating and you couldn't get into a first seating and you have kids, don't worry. There's plenty of ways to have snacks or food uh, beforehand so that can tide them over. So anyway, so that would be one decision that you do need to actually prepare for when you're, I think usually when you're booking, they require that Right, right away. That's right part away. of the things right away. Is it they'll, I right. think they automatic default to first seating if you don't happen to notice it, mm. uh, as long as it's available to you. But uh, if you prefer second seating, you'll want to click that box if you're online or tell them when you're, right. when you're booking it. Um, so the other thing you want to do is download the app because it has a countdown clock. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so as soon as you get your reservation, you put that into the app and it automatically does the countdown for you. But it's also going to be a useful app before your trip and definitely during your trip. 
I was actually just looking at because they've re- they've recently revamped right. uh, the Navigator app, and I was just looking at it the other day for our cruise that we have coming up. And there's so much more to it than there used to be. It used to be just before you got on the ship, it was just the countdown clock. It right. really, really wasn't much else to it. But now it has all sorts of information about your sailing, and, and it lets you know important dates that you have coming up as far as like when you have final payment and right. everything. So, uh, really, is much more an app that you're going to want from day one when you book your cruise now. Right. It's kind of similar to the My Disney experience, right. you know, whether you're talking the Disney World, Disneyland apps or what's online. Um, it, it's sort of comparable to that, you know, but it, it's definitely something f- fun to have. Um, the other thing you will want to obviously probably take into consideration is your transportation arrangements to and from the port. So if you're if you're not a local and you're flying in, you would have to consider how are you going to get to the port and then afterwards, how are you going to get back to either the airport or a hotel or whatever. And that's also where a travel agent can uh, be very beneficial to help you coordinate that and arrange for those transfers. And we'll have some tips for you on that, especially for Port Canaveral uh, a little bit later on when we go through more of our tips segment as right. we go on. So right. And some work. people, you know, rent cars and some people have, you know, drive to the location. I've done that when, when I, I lived in Miami, I would drive to Port Canaveral and just park there and, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, it's just something to consider. Um, and then eventually you're going to um, need to have that information because you're going to do your online check-in there. And that is a, a lot of information that we won't go into the details now, but it, it's really like prepping so that once you get to the port, you're all checked in and they have all your credit card information and it really helps expedite that process, especially since they need to have passport information, et cetera. So um, that app is very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um So then you want to take a look at, and I know you're going to talk a little bit about activities, but the other thing that you're going to want to look at are, you know, what are some things to take into consideration if you want to plan some special occasions or other fun things? Um, So obviously, if one of the things you're going to want to consider is when you go to port, do you want to do an excursion or not? Do you want to do some, you know, some ports do excursion, others not, whatever. I mean, we find that when it's, we're new to the port, we do an excursion. If it's one that we've been to multiple times and that might be pool day and Mm -hmm. we don't even get off the ship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something to take a look at, but if you look at your itinerary, you see all it, it all laid out what days you're going to be going to which ports and what days are sea days. And most of the things we're going to talk about here are things that you, again, can do without any additional fees. Um, But there are some things that we want to add in if you do want to splurge. And the number one thing that I would say for splurging is um, on sea days to book Apollo brunch. And that's an adult only, so 18 and over. But if you are going on and that is a really special brunch. It's really great food, a lot of food. Um, and that's the one splurge that if you don't want to do anything else that you might want to take into consideration, especially if you're celebrating a birthday or an anniversary or something special, that would be a great way to do that. And it, it's, it is more expensive, but it's not hugely expensive. No, you know? it's not compared to what you'll pay for a brunch, you know, on the shore side. Uh, for a lot of places and for what the food and drink and everything that you get involved with it, it's not a bad price at all. Right, right. So the other activities that you can consider booking in advance um, is spa treatments that you'd want to do that if you are planning to, 
you know, splurge on something like that. Um, also, they have beverage tastings. Mm-hmm. They have various beverage tastings on different cruises. So they may have like a martini tasting or a champagne tasting. Sometimes they have the mixology class where they're showing you different cocktails, but then you get to create your own. And um, So those are some things that you may want to consider doing. Uh, they do have character greetings. Those are are not for that, but you do need to get a ticket for it. Mm -hmm. So um, you can arrange for that in advance and you would again do that through the app or online. And you can also arrange for a character phone call. So um, you get to pick which character you want to call in in a time and it'll, uh, it's, you know, it's a pre-recorded call from a character, but it's fun. I know. I thought that that was goofy. I know, right? Just for you. (laughs) Exactly. So those are things that you, you know, when you're looking at your itinerary, looking at the days you want to take a look at. So it's mainly, you know, excursion or not, um, sea day, what, what kind of things. Now on sea days, the other thing to consider is they have a ton of fun activities Mm -hmm. going on board, you know, that would really hit the, uh, such a variety of interests that they have for entertainment and activities on sea day. So don't think that if you're on a sea day that it's just going to be all boring and you're going to sit in your room or whatever. Not at all. There's a lot of fun things to do and prizes to be had. Mm, yes, definitely. <laughs> we've, we've won a few prizes. Um, yeah, that, a lot of fun. Also, uh, just to let you know, as far as uh, some important information, when uh, before you set sail, for booking uh, some dates that you'll need to know. You'll need to, as I mentioned earlier, be paid in full to your cruise at 120 days out from your sailing date. So uh, know that going in. Now, if you uh, decide that, one, you, you, you don't want to go on this cruise. You can cancel at any time up to that point. Or if you decide that, you know what, the, the dates aren't working for me anymore, I want to change it, you can move it to a different date. You can move this booking to a different cruise at some right. other point along. So uh, until you paid in full, you, you can always shift your sailing. Also, once you get to that uh, paid in full date, you'll need to know some ideas when you can make some of the book, some of these uh, possibilities that Michelle's talking about, right. whether it be dining reservations, whether it be short excursions, uh, character greetings, uh, tasting seminars, whatever the case may be. And it depends on what your status is within the, the castaway club, essentially. If if you are concierge or platinum castaway club members, you, as soon as you pay in full 120 days out, you can start booking your reservations. Uh, if you're a gold castaway club member, which is five or more sailings, you can do it at 105 days out. Silver Castaway Club members, which just means you've sailed at least once with Disney Cruise. That's at 90 days out. And if it's your first ever Disney Cruise, your date is 75 days from your date of sailing. That's when you can start uh, making your bookings. And those begin at uh, midnight Eastern time. So when you exactly hit that time on your cruise, you want to get in there and start booking some of this stuff because some of this stuff will go uh, pretty quickly. Right. And don't feel discouraged if there's something in particular that you want that is filled up in advance because they do also reserve some bookings for different, whether it's spa treatments or specialty dining 
those type of things that they do reserve some in advance uh, for onboard booking. That leads right into a question we got from uh, Nate and Serena again from at DBC Duo. They said, if Palo has reservation spots unavailable pre-cruise, do more reservations open up for Palo once you board the ship? And the answer to that is yes. Yes. Uh, most of the time, they always hold back some reservations for people who get on the ship. You know, if the earlier you get on, the quicker you can get in there and you know try and book something, the more likely you are to get it brunch like michelle said earlier is only for sea days so depending on how many sea days you have there may be less availability for that so you're going to want to jump on that as quickly as possible but when you get on board even if they say they don't have anything available get on the waiting list and see because a lot of times people will change plans things will cancel you know things they find room for a table whatever the case may be uh there are a lot of occasions where you can get on and uh you also you're limited on how many you can book ahead of time if you're looking for a second or a third possible specialty dining, they won't let you do that ahead of time. But they will allow you, once you get on board, if something opens up for you, they will sometimes allow you a second or possibly even a third specialty right, dining right, option. Right. It all depends on how how quickly it gets booked up. And they're obviously trying to allow as many people the experience at least once if they are so inclined to wanting that. So mm-hmm. it's great that they, they do that. Um, so would you like me to get into food and restaurants? Let me get into entertainment first and then we'll get back to you for food, more Okey-dokey. food, more, more food because the food is good on board right. Disney Cruise Line. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about entertainment because Michelle was just referring to it just a moment ago about how, uh, you know, if you're going on board and you're thinking you're just going to sit in your cabin or just watch the ocean go by. And yes, you can do that if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I like to do that a lot. I like to go sit on the balcony or just sit somewhere in a nice chair and read a good book while I'm on a cruise. I like to do that a lot. But that doesn't have to be the case. I know a lot of people are concerned about that going on a Disney cruise. They're used to going to the parks. They're used to having a lot of things to do all the time. And what about a Disney cruise? It might be boring. That is as far from the truth as possible. There are things going on throughout the day. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the many things that you will have to do while you're on board the ship. And it starts right from when you board the ship. There is entertainment going on right as you walk. I'm not going to give it away, Mm -hmm. but right as you walk on ship is your first entertaining thing that will happen to you. And and then it goes and extends on uh, right onto when you get onto the deck and they already have um, funnel vision where they have movies at sea. They're playing music. They have the sail away party, which is one of the greatest parties you'll ever uh, get. On any cruise. Right. Uh, get your vacation going in a rocking, fun, family friendly. Uh, everybody, you know, is out there enjoying it way with Disney characters and everything. You'll fully enjoy it. Uh, when you really talk about Disney entertainment, what sets them apart is their stage shows. However, um, there are so many wonderful, wonderful stage shows that if you're a Disney fan, you are going to want to attend every single one of them when you're on a Disney cruise because they're all phenomenal and the whole family right. will enjoy them. And here's some of the specialty ones. Now, there are some that are kind of uh, on or some sort of variation of the same theme that happen on all Disney ships. There's usually like a couple that are more specialized, like, you know, the golden Mickey's or Disney dreams right. or whatever the case may be, which is on several of the ships or some sort of way of some sort of uh, shape of that same uh, show. However, some things that you might know a little bit better from some of the films, they're just our adaptations they've made for the stage for these Disney cruises. Uh, they have different ones for each ship. So like the wonder has frozen a musical spectacular. Right. So if you're a fan of frozen, that's a great show. Uh, the magic has tangled the musical, which is 
spectacular right. and brought complete tears to my <laughs> eyes. It was so beautiful. They also had twice charmed an original twist on the Cinderella story, which we got to see them re-debut when we were on a transatlantic right. cruise a couple years back, and it was just really, really fun. Yeah, they really um, made some significant changes to you know some of the plot and everything, and it really uh, it just sparked it up. I mean, I like the original one, but the, the yeah. remake of it was really spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on uh, the fantasy, they have Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular. So if you're a big fan of Aladdin, right. that's a great show. And uh, just recently, they, it wasn't only, it was just within the last couple of years on the Disney dream, they started doing uh, Beauty and the Beast. So those are some of the specialty Broadway style shows you can see on there, but there are so many other things. The entertainment at night, the, the shows, really dinner and a show every night is so much Find aboard a Disney cruise. You you said it. Um, you know, and if you also are looking to, you know, get some more ideas of what this looks like, a lot of people do post pictures of their paper navigators mm-hmm. uh, that they've received, and you can look those up. There's some that have it. You can look at the same type of itinerary. Now, obviously, things some things will change, like obvious movies. You know, because they may have more current movies than what somebody did you know a year ago or three months ago but in terms of like what you're talking about the big entertainment those will stay consistent but that's a way to also really get to have a a feel for it and to have a a better understanding too like when you are planning for what you want to do on the cruise yep agreed if you go to a disney cruise line blog DisneyCruiseLineBlog.com, I believe. But anyway, if you look up Disney Cruise Line blog, uh, I post a lot of trip reports, a lot of navigators, a lot of menus and other things. So it's really a great reference point if you want to look for a lot of stuff on Disney Cruise. And of course, you can always ask us too. Um, So uh, along with the shows, they also, as Michelle has referenced earlier, they have first run movies in the Buena Vista Theater. And yes, if there is a movie that is debuting when you're out at sea, they will actually have like a midnight showing of the first when it debuts, just like a debuts on the theater in the continental U.S., whatever may be. So you can go. I, we saw, what was it, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland one yeah, time. Yeah, we got to go funny. in our pajamas right. and slippers and watch it at midnight. <laughs> but that goes for everything. You know, we have Maleficent coming up here next week. Uh, we have Frozen 2 coming up in November. We have Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. All of those will debut on Disney ships the night they sh- they debut in the theaters. Uh, you know, right. so and that is a lot of fun. And some are more uh, well attended, you know, attended than others. <laughs> so be prepared for that. But if you don't, if you can't stay up till midnight, or if you don't get in because it's so busy, or whatever the case may be, they at the day after they do tend to show it a couple more times. So you will get to see in there. But they also have uh, other movies that are still running in theaters that are Disney. Or they also, you know, have some of the classics as well. And speaking of the classics, a lot of those are shown on Funnel Vision, uh, which is the kind of the screen that's right above uh, the family-friendly pool right. in the middle of the ship. And they they show a lot of great movies throughout the day. And some sometimes it's. Uh, episodes of different animated series if you're a sports fan like say where it's football season right now we're recording right in the middle of nfl season right now they'll usually have a game on up there so if right. you're a football fan you're afraid you might miss your the you know the best game that you enjoy right uh, a lot of times they'll have those on there as well uh, there's also dance clubs for both families and adults that you can go and they, they have lots of activities in there throughout the day but at night turns into a dance club and a family dance or there's more of an adult type dance club sometimes right. They'll have some acts in there doing some different things, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, as far as the kids' clubs, the Oceaneer Club and the Oceaneer Lab, the best kids' 
clubs you will find on the ocean. Uh, there's so many activities going on throughout the day. This is for ages three to 12. And it's just, you know, they, they have things for all different, whether you're, whether your child likes princesses, whether they like superheroes, whether they like Star Wars, there is stuff going on for them throughout the day and they'll really have a blast at it. And it's also a great, if you want to take some adult time and go have an adult dinner or do some other things, uh, believe me, the kids will not mind going in there while you have a couple hours to, you know, be a couple or just do whatever you want as adults. Right. And they also have open houses there so you can take a look and see what kind of things that they have or what it looks like. But they do have some great programs like for the, you know, more the toddler age, they have tons of like dress up days where they have costumes, they bring in characters, you know, for the kids that are older, they have a lot more hands on, you know, fun chemistry and, and uh, Marvel things. And they also have uh, meet and greets there. Um, but they also have, like you said, that those clubs go to up to age 12. But they also have for other age groups as well. In fact, uh, they just reimagined the one for the Disney Wonder. So for the tweens and young teens, they have a great area and activity. So they really are very conscientious to the to the desires of making everybody in the family have the best time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want you to be sure that uh, all uh, different ages, you know, obviously the, you know, some uh, uh, a kid who's 14 or 15 doesn't really want to hang out with a kid who's five necessarily. You right, know? So right. they do have some clubs that are called Edge and Vibe, which are, are built for some of the older kids to enjoy. Right. And if you've done a Disney cruise ship in the last few years and you have had an experience that wasn't as entertaining for your kids, we want to talk about something that they've they've revamped. Um, they've actually gone back to kind of their roots when they first started the Disney Cruise Line. They had these age group separations and then they started letting there be some, some bleeding of age to go to different areas and they found that it was hard to really get kids involved because they may have you know several 10 year olds along with a two and a four year old and it was hard for the counselors to really get everybody to be involved in things so they were starting to let kids actually have some free play um, and we've experienced this with some family members as well. And, and the kids weren't as entertained because of that. So we're really happy that they have gone back to really being um, more structured. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't like that because they think, oh, we want our siblings to be together. Um, you know, and you can talk to the counselors and see what they can offer for you. But it really is to make the experience better for the kids to have those separations and have the activities really geared to the age groups. Yeah. And we also seen kids that, you know, you, the, the parents will want to do stuff with them, you know, do family time or whatever. And the kids don't want to leave the club. They're having so much fun. Right. They're like, Nope, you go do your thing. I'm staying in the club, but there, you can always find a good balancing point between the two things uh, there. So uh, really is great. And I'm glad they're adapting back to the way things were to begin with. And uh, that's really great. Now uh, we have, we talked about the, kids stuff and the family stuff but we also need to talk about the adult stuff because <laughs> yes a lot of times people think about why would I want to go on a Disney cruise especially if you're just like adults you know it's like right. well it's just a bunch of kids running around it's just a family thing or whatever and um, yes that's very true but there also are is a very great adult 
portion of the ship, including the Quiet Cove pool, which is such a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> space as an adult to just enjoy an area. Satellite Falls on the Disney Dream and uh, the Disney Fantasy is a great right. area as well. All at the front of the ship is the entire adult area. But there's lots of adult activities, including cooking demonstrations, right. some talks. Uh, sometimes, like if you're going through Alaska or the Panama Canal, they'll have some discussions on a, you know, a lot of that they put into it. We've been on a transatlantic cruise where they did a lot of discussion on uh, the history of Disney, which right. was uh, really fun. Uh, there's also, Michelle referenced this earlier, the alcohol tasting, which is another <laughs> thing you're going to want to book earlier because that is extremely popular. Uh, they do things, all sorts of different things, but like they do champagne tastings, wine tasting, mixology, Michelle referenced. Uh, uh, you will want to book those if you are a fan of wine, champagne. They're really a lot of fun. You get a fair amount of these drinks for when you're in there. As a matter of fact, I've seen some people who've done back-to-back and they've had a little tough time getting back to their cabin (laughs) afterwards. That may have been me. Um, (laughs) um, And if you can't pre-reserve those for whatever reason, you don't get in there, they're booked up, whatever, um, you can try and do it when you get on board. Also, I've seen tips of if you just show up for whichever tasting you wanted to get to, it just kind of hang out nearby and tell them you're interested. A lot of times, and we've seen this when we've been in there, there's right. a table that no one's filled and they will fit you in. It's almost like flying standby on right. the tastings. Right, and you right. a lot of times can get into these. So uh, do try and, and attempt that. So. Yeah. And just to clarify with those, those are an additional fee, yes. but it would just be as if you were, you know, like you mentioned, you're getting a lot of tasting if you would go to the bar and order a drink or whatever. But they are fun. They're interactive. Um, it's not like what you would think of as going on and you're sitting at a table and there's some you know really serious person telling you all about this particular wine or whatever you will get information but they make it really entertaining really fun yeah it's um i haven't been disappointed any time we've done this every single one of them i've enjoyed and i think that if, if you're a fan of you know going out and having a cocktail every once in a while you would enjoy that as well so uh, there's also like all sorts of stuff going on for all ages throughout the day. Uh, you know, trivia, arts and crafts. If you're on the Disney Dream or the Disney Fantasy, there's the Midship Detective Agency, which is kind so of an in- fun. interactive game that you play in the middle of the ship involving some of the uh, picture frames and stuff. And uh, it happens to involve hashtag Save the Muppets. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's really a, it's a blast. Uh, it, it, it goes for all ages. Kids will enjoy it, but Michelle really got a kick out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. You get to play detective. It's kind of like almost like a, a fun mystery scavenger huntish kind of game that you can do. You can do it at your own pace. You can do try to go through a whole series of things. You can just do one each day. You know, it's it's whatever you want. But it is fun. It's a you know, they use high technology to make that an interactive experience. So it's kind of like if, if you think you go to Magic Kingdom and either you see or you've played Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. That's kind of the same right. idea behind it. But you just don't need the cards, but there are some notes to take and some other things. But it's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they also give you like some things that you can pick up at guest services, some things that, some activities that you can do throughout the day. There's all sorts of things going on. Believe me, you're going to get your navigator, whether it's on the app or on the paper version of it, and you're going to look through and you're going to have some struggles at times trying to choose between things to do because there's so much to do and they'll run into one another once in a while. Right. You know, and, um, yeah, try them all. But, you know, the other thing you were mentioning about for adults and, 
it really is easy to just kind of, and I don't want to say seclude yourself from the kids, but you can just select the activities, the parts of the ship that are geared towards adult only. And you don't feel like you're, you know, not that we have anything against kids. We no. love kids. We, we've gone with kids. We've, you know, taken our All kids and yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just saying it, let's say somebody is on their honeymoon and they just really want to feel like um, this is more of an adult experience. It's not hard to do that. Yeah, I mean, you could do it as much as you want. Of course, a lot, a lot of people are on this cruise to be there for family time, and you can absolutely do that, and you could break away if you want to to have a little adult time. However, and we've done this many times on our own without kids. Well, yes, we've gone, to, as Michelle talked about, with kids many times, but we've also gone alone and had huge chunks of the day where we're just doing adult stuff, right. sitting at the adult pool, going to the coffee shop, going to some of the adult clubs, and and you you would hardly know that that you're on this cruise with you know thousands of kids right exactly you know and they do have like you said they do have activities you know they have everything is set up to do it whether it's with families or parallel with adults only so like if you like trivia games then you can go to one that's just adult only, or you could go to one with your whole family. It, they just give you the different options. Yeah, and that's what they, they and we've talked about this many times with Disney Cruise. They want to be all inclusive for everything. Yes, they want to be able to have this whole family experience. That's what a lot of people are there for, but they're, that, we've done it many times. We've known other people that have done it many times that just want to go to have a nice cruise just as a couple or whatever the case may be, and Disney does help do that for you. They right. do give you that option to be able to have a nice regular adult cruise, even though people will hear you're going on a Disney cruise, you know, without kids and they'll may scoff at you, you know, <laughs> but, but it is a blast. Just like going to the Disney parks as adults right. can be a blast as well. Yes. So, good, good point. all right, enough with the entertainment. Let's get to what we really want to hear about. That is <laughs> the food. Michelle, please tell us about the Disney food. Well, okay. So there's, again, I'm going to really focus on what is all inclusive in your price. And I'll point out a few things that might be uh, add on if you choose to do that, but you really don't need to do that when it comes to food because they give you a lot of options and a lot of variety. So Breakfast and lunch, uh, they're pretty similar. There will be a buffet with a variety of menu items. It's at, at Cabana's. Um, some things will be consistent, especially some kid-friendly food that they might have that every day. Um, so if you have a kid that only wants to eat macaroni and cheese every single day of the cruise. and We have we run into that before? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, you know, so the, they will have some, but for the most part, it's it's a variation of each day and they also have different cultural type foods so they might have an area that is you know with on one day with Mexican and another that might be more Asian infusion or different varieties so going to the buffet is you do get to have a lot of different um options to try, you know, and try a little taste of everything. Uh, they also will have one of the dining rooms at least open for uh, breakfast or for lunch. And that's more of a sit down table service. Again, it's included. You, you know, you don't have to get a check at the end. You just get up and leave. Um, and then also they have a lot of fun snack things, especially by the pool area to make it easy, you know, for family or kids. If you want to just stop for a moment and get a quick bite, they have like pizza, burgers, veggie burgers, hot dogs, chicken nuggets. Um, so those are 
are available pretty much all day, but it makes it really convenient just to, you know, you could be at at the pool area and just like, I just need a little something to tide me over. And, you know, and they also have areas sometimes that have more healthy options like sandwiches or salads salads and things like that. Salads, right. Like that. And also at least uh, on the Disney magic and Disney wonder, the shawarma. We That's love what the I shawarma. Had here, my notes. Yes. Yeah, for the larger ships, they have shawarma. Um, so you really can um, have a lot of opportunity. And I know people have heard this about cruises always too, but just for Disney, you know that it, it you know, they are obviously having an inclusion of kid-friendly food at all these locations. What's really really fun is the issue of the dinners because those they have entertainment during the meal time that can make it really really fun and and some I mean we love the entertainment they have during the meal times but it's also very helpful when you've got kids if they seem you know you don't want them to seem to be getting fidgety and yet you want to have a meal with them so they really do a great job at that now what Disney is unique about is their dining rotation and what that means is that you and whoever you're with, your your family, will be assigned to a different dining room each night. And your servers accompany you. So from day one, they get to meet you and know you, know what kind of things you like, what kind of kids things your kids like, and they're with you at every meal from then on. So you may go to a different dining room the next day, but you're going to have the same friendly faces that are going to help you out with uh, food selection and, you know, helping out with Mm-hmm. cutting the kids meat and yeah. you know things like that so uh, the dining rotation like there usually are or actually there are three main dining rooms on every disney cruise and so you'll start in one and then the next night you'll go to the second one and then the next night you'll go to the third one and right. if you're longer than that then you'll continue the rotation around from to the different dining rooms as you go along and just like michelle said yes the wait staff goes with you to whichever dining room uh you are moving on to next and uh you you know, I talked about entertainment before. Yes, uh, the entertainment does not end when you're in the dining room. There is stuff going on a lot of times in during dinner as well. Right. And we don't want to spoil any surprises for anybody who wants to go on a Disney cruise. We can just reassure you that it is marvelous. They are really fun and they have a variety. Some things may be, you know, interacting with um, music or characters or you know, other type of visual stimulation, but it is really, they've done such amazing, amazing um, job at making these restaurants be a fun experience as well as your dining experience. Yeah, uh, they they do. And like like Michelle mentioned before, they know that uh, when they're going to these uh, big dinners that they're, they're going to have various different ages there at a lot of these tables. And you know how quickly some kids can be, you know, distracted or, you know, get bored sitting right. at a dining room table and they prepare for that. So they try and provide some, some uh, different sorts of, you know, entertainment for them. It could be just as simple as the, the, the servers kind of entertaining the kids right. as they're going by the table. But they also know that they will probably serve the kids their food first because they're probably, if, if, if the food isn't there and they're just sitting at the table, right. they're probably going to be the ones that are going to get fidgety the, the first. So they've, they've taken all these things into account to make sure this is as family friendly as possible. Yeah. So um, if you're new to cruising, one of the things that's a really plus is that you get to try as much of the food 
that's on the menu as you want, you know, so you're not stuck to like, okay, one appetizer, one entree, one dessert. You can have three appetizers, <laughs> two entrees or whatever you want. You mix it up. And it, that's fun too, because then you get to try different things if there's something unique. And they do try to have something unique on the menu most nights that you like, oh, I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give it a try, but don't worry. You're going to have backup ready if, if it's not meeting your taste buds or, or whatever. But, you know, don't be shy about asking for things. I've, I've gone on sometimes and really have said, okay, I'd like every appetizer on this <laughs> menu. It, I couldn't choose just one. Yeah, or desserts. Like uh, there's two different desserts and, you know, maybe you get one for each of you and you get one that you were both thinking about to share in the middle or something along those lines. Um, entrees, same thing. Sometimes we've gotten like, you know, hey, it's, they, they have both lobster and they have prime rib, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to decide between the two of those. Well, you get a lobster in the middle and you get the prime rib. And so, you know, or you can even just order a lobster tail with your prime rib right. or whatever, you know, they, they're, they will, the servers will work with you to try and give you the food you want. But, and, and again, no extra cost for any of that. Exactly. And we can't speak highly enough about the servers. They are amazing. You know, they've all been really trained to be sensitive to the issues of, you know, having kids of different ages there. And, you know, like Tom mentioned, you know, making sure to expedite getting the kids food out sometimes even ahead of some of the adult, uh, because they do have kid menus as well. Um, and obviously Disney has really been promoting having, um, sensitivity, dietary sensitivity issues or allergy issues. So just let your servers know they're really there willing to help. And, and I wasn't joking. The servers will help cut up the food so you can be sitting enjoying your meal while the, while they're helping the kids and they get, they really interact with the kids and they try to get to know the kids and know what some of their, you know, favorite characters are or whatever, and and then have an ability to interact with the kids. So again, the adults can have an adult conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and obviously you're going to be there as a family and enjoying each other, but there's those special moments that you can also have as well. Yeah. They really do a really great job of trying to uh, adapt this as well as possible to everybody that's involved in the, the party there, whether it be just if it's just two adults out for dinner or whether it be an entire family, uh, they try and make it as easy as possible for you to enjoy a nice dinner out. Right. Now, if you choose the second seating dinner, they have an option called dine and play. And this is where they will really help try to expedite getting your kids meal out early on in the in the meal time and if there is entertainment they're going to make sure the kids are there for the entertainment but after that um, the youth counselors from the different um, activity you know kids activity clubs actually come around to the restaurant and they are available to gather your kids and take them to like the oceaneer club or lab to start having fun and that allows you as adults just to sit back you know maybe uh finish your dessert, have a cup of coffee or a a cocktail, you know, and just know that the kids are out having a blast and and the parents are being able to just sit and enjoy. So if you do end up with the second seating, you have that special opportunity there too. And the kids love it too. And you don't have to pre-register for it. It's when the counselors come, they make an announcement that they're there and, you know, you can get them signed in at that moment. And you can also tell your servers that that's what you're planning on doing. They'll get the food out to the kids even that much more quickly so they can be uh, ready to 
to go when the the time comes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice if you just want to have a more leisurely dinner, but also, you know, afterwards, if you say you want to go for an after dinner cocktail or to the nightclub or whatever, the kids are already in the club and having a good time. And so you can go out and have your own club good time. Or if if you're there with, uh, you know, other friends or whatever, the adults can have a nice leisurely, you know, coffee, extra dessert, whatever the case may be. So uh, really is a nice benefit that uh, Disney does for the second seating uh, dinners. It makes also make sense, but they get the kids eating earlier because that tends to be, obviously it's a later seating. It's relatively late when you're eating dinner by the time you're served it. It's a lot of times around nine o'clock by the time you're eating. So that could be a little late for the kids. So trying to get them moved along a little more quickly also is a benefit for that kind of time. Yeah. And Gosh, I wish we could share the secrets of the entertainment, but it's not like you're sitting there in a lounge and no. there's a somebody singing. It's just, it's a fun, you know, Disney, they're going to make it an enjoyable experience. So that's, you know, um, kind of in a nutshell, the things that are involved in the food that you wouldn't pay extra for. It comes with, you know, your cruise fear already. But if you do want to have a special evening, they do have um, Palos on all of their ships. And then on the larger ships, um, you know, the Dream and the Fantasy, they also have Remy's. And those are uh, more upscale type restaurants. Uh, They are adults only. Um, One of the benefits is as you become a platinum member, you get a free you go bragging again. <laughs> Something to work towards. <laughs> uh, but you get a free um, Palo dinner. So it's included in your fare as, as a platinum member. So, But if, if, if not, if you're not at that level yet, you might want to consider splurging on one of those evenings as well. And they are amazing. So Palo's is kind of a, a Italian themed. Yeah, I believe it's Northern Italian right. is what it is. But it's uh, yeah, the food is excellent right and so you do pay more to go into that restaurant but everything is included well other than the alcohol so you can try multiple dishes you're not paying per dish you're just paying to be at that restaurant and, and it also covers you know um some of the tips and things like that as well. And it, it really is, the, the service there is top notch. Um, it's really nice, quiet dinner, you know, for it, it's for adults only. Uh, so, you know, it won't be as maybe as possibly loud as the dining room could be. It's just a really nice, quiet uh, romantic place to have dinner with either you or if you have your, you know, if you're there with some other adults to have, right, you know, a table friends. for four, table right. for six, whatever the case may be. But it really is great food um, and uh, totally enjoy it and well worth the price. I don't know what it is now. Is it up to $45 now? I, yeah. I know they just had an increase uh, a couple months, several months ago. Um, but yeah, it, it is definitely I, I should have looked it. it up beforehand, but I know it, it's, it's up around, I think it's around 40 or $45. It, you know, it's gone up a little bit over the last few years but if you think about going out to a night at dinner at a really nice restaurant and having you know many courses and everything and um and and think about the price of it it's really really reasonable for such a wonderful wonderful meal yes and what's really nice is you are at a part of the ship that it has all windows so um if it's still light out you get to see what's going on outside in the ocean um yeah it's just it's a really great place. Um, the servers there are wonderful. The, they will be very helpful to recommend different types of uh, dishes and based on your tastes. And they really know what questions to ask to get that. Or if you're not sure, they'll allow you to try different things. So it's it's 
fabulous. Now we've also done Remy's. Mm-hmm. Um, that is even more that upscale. That is another level. <laughs> that entirely. is total. I mean, a, I mean, Palos is a huge level above, um, you know, the regular dining rooms in terms of the quality of the food and the the type of dishes, etc. Um, Remy's is exceptional. Oh, yeah, uh, Remy. If you think about Remy, uh, the, the what you're going to equate it to is kind of Victorian Alberts. If you know right. uh, Walt Disney World at all, and think about what kind of level that restaurant is. Well, one of the chefs that designed Remy's menu is uh, one of the main chef or the head chef that helped design Victoria and Albert. Right. So that kind of gives you an idea of it. Uh, it's an incredible meal. It's not cheap. Okay, right. uh, it's not. However, compared to Victorian Albert. It's about half that price, right? That's true. So it's it, it, it yeah, it's not it's going to be a major splurge, no matter what you're talking about. However, it's it it's compared to what you would pay on land for a very similar meal. It's pretty actually a, a bargain in right. many regards, but you, I, it may be one of the best meals I've ever had, uh, land or sea. Yeah, there for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, and we did one that was um, like a I think it was seven course tasting kind of and we we did two different styles so that we got a little bite of each other's and it was phenomenal I've never had food that has been so one meticulously beautiful but also the flavors are so amazing Mm -hmm. they they really thought out every single dish as someone who studied to be a chef i appreciate it all i appreciate the artistry of these each and every plate but it's not just about the artistry uh every ingredient is thought out it pairs well together uh the food is exquisite uh yes i believe it was like you said a seven course meal but it was more than seven courses actually because there were other stuff that wasn't part of the meal that just kind of were served in between that were part of it and it's also it's it's a it's a long meal okay so it's I mean you think seven courses of food well one thing that the servings are rather small but also it's a it's a drawn out just relaxing wonderful meal that takes over a couple hours you know and, and just it's 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 really luxurious and excellent and I, I i can't if you have the money to do it i can't say enough about it absolutely yeah it is just uh, such a unique experience and um one that you'll remember forever because mm-hmm. it's just amazing, amazing. And you even walk away with some gifts as you as you leave the, the right. room. You know they have they give you some yeah. things to pack up and take with you, which is always wonderful Ex- as well. Yeah, that's true. So um, the other thing related to food that I wanted to bring up are things that you may want to prepare to. Uh, again, this one would be more of an additional charge, but things for your cabin. But I also want to caution on it. It's not necessary. And I'll, I'll give you an example. The very first time I went on the Disney cruise, I pre-ordered and paid for a fruit and cheese platter to be delivered on the sail away day. And it was lovely and it was wonderful and I enjoyed it. But then I, you know, <laughs> After it happened, I realized it was so unnecessary because on sail away, you you know, you you board the ship and you go right away. You can uh, start eating right away with lunch, either at Cabana's or or one of the sit down restaurants that they would have open. Um, You can order free from room service, a smaller portion, but a cheese platter as well. So my recommendation for you, if you're thinking about ordering food for the cabin, think about something that may be more, you know, that you want for a particular celebration. So for example, if it's a birthday or anniversary and you want a special cake, that you could 
maybe say, okay, we could do that. But you don't have to, again, you don't have to do that because you let them know you're celebrating a birthday and in the dining room, they will bring you your own serving of a, you know, birthday dessert, whether it be a cake or some other dessert and they'll be glad to sing happy birthday to you. So, I mean, you can, you can do that, but you don't have to because they already provide so much for you. You know, and speaking of room service, um, you, that's available once you, once you sail until your last night, it's available 24 seven and you can order. They have, it's a very small menu that they have, but it's free and it's available to you. So that's something that is a great thing to have extra. So the other thing in terms of ordering, pre-ordering things to go to your cabin, uh, if you are celebrating something special, maybe consider a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne, something like that. That could be, uh, you know, something you would be paying for anyways on board ship. And that would be a convenience having it already in your room. Anyways, that, that's just some, some um, things that I would recommend. That's a good idea. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let's get uh, how a basic day will go. We've gone through a lot of information here and maybe we've driven you crazy with all our information, <laughs> but hopefully it's helpful. But just kind of have an idea of how a day aboard a Disney cruise ship would go. And of course, you start off with waking up in the morning, right. you know, aboard, hopefully refreshed from a nice night's sleep. Uh, you know, there's one thing about I, I enjoy on a Disney cruise is that, you know, you, you hardly feel the motion really a lot right. of times unless the seas are really high. Uh, but you do get like a gentle little rocking occasionally. And I find that really nice to help you sleep right. at night. Exactly. You know, it really is kind of really soothing if you you know you maybe you get a little sound of the ocean in the background that's really nice so a lot of times you wake up and you're really refreshed and uh you know then you'll get up and it's time if you get the, the family together you can get them up and you know you can go out to breakfast or if you're up first and you want to let everybody else sleep in then you head up and get a cup of coffee or whatever right you'd agree michelle exactly you know or you could have already arranged the night before for continental breakfast to be delivered to your room at a certain time right and then well, another thing you will have done the night before as well as you will have gone through the navigator whether it be on your app or through the paperwork and you'll kind of point out what things you want to be sure and hit that day so you'll know how you want to get the day going uh, do you want to get the kids the, they, they will also list the activities that the kids will be able to do in the oceaneer lab and the oceaneer club so are there certain things that they want to be sure and be in there for are there movies that you want to see uh, there's a trivia game that you want to do is there a cooking demonstration whatever the case may be you'll probably have that uh, kind of picked out the day before and so then you'll get up maybe do some breakfast and then you'll head on to your different things that you want to do right so your activities you know you may you'll have multiple activities throughout the day so you know some you may want to do as family some time together and some broken up but you know so you might go um, listen to a band or you know do a, a dance club or play bingo or you know go to a movie and enjoy your morning with all amazing sorts of information I mean um with amazing activities available to you. Like you've mentioned, there's mm -hmm. arts and crafts. Those are usually done in the morning as well. Uh, or an exercise class, you mm -hmm. know, so you'll, you'll get that done. Yeah. And 
Then you're ready to eat some more. <laughs> <laughs> it's back for lunch. Back you know, for lunch. Whether it's by the pool, if you're lounging by the pool, we talked about all the food stands by the pool. They can just get something simple while the kids are playing and you are there. They do have bars by the pool. If you're looking for a cocktail in the middle of the day or whatever, that can be there. We talked about the free soda that you can pick up right by the pool as well. They also have uh, the, as Michelle mentioned, the uh, table seating lunch down at one of the dining rooms as well. If you want something a little more upscale, a little more served to you, you know, and, right. you know, regular, you know, course lunch and all the, 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 uh, servings are pared down a little bit for lunch style servings, you know, so you can right. have right. that ready to go. And then there's more activities in the afternoon, but the one activity we would always suggest if you can possibly do it, if you can fit it in, if you can get the kids to agree to it, is find a time in the middle of the day when you can get a little rest, get a little <laughs> nap in, whatever, yeah. because the events will go late into the evening, and you know how people can wear out, especially kids that can know they've got so much stuff to do, They and you know you get to the end, and the energy starts to crash in the evening. So if you can make it happen, we would always recommend you finding a little spot in the day, even if it's just for a little 15 minute rest uh, just to kind of recharge the batteries. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have found a lot of times the easiest way to do that is um, maybe doing some pool time and then from there go back to the room, freshen up and take a little nap at that point or a little rest and, you know, recharge, like you said, recharge and get ready for the other activities that come on into the evening. Right. So getting to the evening, then once you're recharged, you've changed into whatever you're going to wear for the evening. And then it depends on what dining you have. Do you have the first seating or second seating? If you have first seating, then you're going to go to dinner around, I believe it's 5.15 or 5.30 or something like that. Uh, That's going to be your dinner time and you're going to go do that and enjoy it. If you have the second seating, uh, they have the show time that the main show is going to be around that and you're going to want to get there relatively early to get a get a good seat or at least get a few people there to kind of get a, a good block of seats and you know, say don't save seats but right. really everybody saves seats so you know whatever with that but yeah. uh you know just just don't be gaudy about it you know just, you know, just, <laughs> just 30 seats yeah. are ours <laughs> yeah um you know you can grab a few seats and, and so you enjoy the show uh, if you've gone the first seating dinner, then you're going to go see the show afterwards. And uh, if you're second seating, then you go to dinner pretty much right after the show. Maybe you'll have a little time to stop off at the cabin and use the restroom or whatever the case may be. But then you're going to go to dinner and then you do that. And then the evening is opened up to whatever you want to do. There's more activities in the night. There's sometimes shows within the clubs themselves. There's more activities going on for families, for adults on uh, the pool deck in the various different uh, lounges throughout the ship right there's all sorts of areas but let's get to like another night that is there's always some sort of specialty night aboard each cruise and it may be uh, a star wars day at sea night or day at sea night or a marvel (laughs) day at sea night or there is definitely going to be on board every disney ship a pirate Pirate. night that you'll want to take advantage of everybody decks themselves out dresses like pirates you go out there and that's when you get the fireworks at sea which is special for any cruise that you'll ever go on is the fireworks at sea along with a little show out by the pool deck and it's really enjoyable and you really will want to take part in that yeah, it's really fun. The characters come out and do a show, and there's really a storyline to this pirate night um, and with the fireworks, and it's just so much fun to, to see everybody out there. You can dance alongside with them. There's a lot of music. It's a lot of 
energy and fun and activity. And that's why we really recommend the, the nap because we have seen several times people we've traveled with just be too worn out to go for that pirate night. And you really don't want to miss it. It is so fun. Yeah. If there's one day that you want to make sure and try and get some time in the middle of it uh, to uh, kind of recharge your battery. So you're ready to go in the evening, especially for the little ones, it's going to be pirate night uh, or whatever Star Wars day at sea, Marvel day at sea, whatever the case may be, because uh, those are going to be some of the most fun nights you have. And uh, we recommend bringing some, uh, if you're for pirate night, bringing some sort of uh, attire for the kids to wear, some sort of costuming, you know, or whatever the case may be. They even have, if you want to spend money on it, the Bippity Boppity Boutique, right. they have uh, pirates outfits that you they'll deck the kids out in as well. But even if you don't bring that stuff, if you don't want to haul it cross country and in your baggage or if you just don't want to purchase it whatever uh everybody gets like a bandana to wear a pirate bandana right. and stuff so you can still enjoy <laughs> join in the fun as well yeah so um you know we're just trying to get you to understand the kind of the flow of the day because i think some people think of cruising and they think oh that's you know like when i retire or you know just sit around and go slow and that's not what this is i mean it can be whatever you want it to be but there are so many fun things it's not just trivia they have you know where they have family interactive game shows that they can bring, you know, they may bring kids up to or karaoke. You can do karaoke as adults or karaoke as a family. You know, they have dancing lessons that you can learn how to samba or, you know, it, it, there's just some, and then that night they would have music themed to really get, get into it. So um, it's not a slow paced. It can really be so much fun and energizing. What's great is it, it really, as a family, you can have a ton of fun together as a family and everybody's really getting into the activities. Or you can have time away that everybody is doing some individual things and regrouping for meals, whatever you want. But it is just, uh, you know, it, it is as much fun as going to any of their theme mm -hmm. parks. And in fact, I always end up finding it that I'm, you know, telling you, oh, we got to do, we got to add this and we got to do, it's like nonstop, just go, 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 go. It can be whatever you want it to be. If you want to just get on the ship and just relax and enjoy it and sit back and read a book, enjoy the pool, enjoy sitting by the ocean, letting it go by and just having a very relaxing trip. It can be that. If you want to be go, 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 do every activity you possibly can, go see every show you possibly can, just have a good time the entire time you're there. You can be that or you can do something in the middle, which is often what we do. We have times right. where we're just kind of relaxing and reading a book and times when we're going to trivia, going to the show, going to a movie. You know, it just depends on what is right for you, but it does offer those options for anyone who wants to go and you know you wrap up your day by looking at those options the next night you get back to your room right. you'll have a, a towel animal somewhere in there which is awesome yeah and you will have the navigator for the next day if, if you don't want to bother looking at it on your app uh, the paper navigator will be in your room and then you can go through the night before uh, checking off 
what we're going to do tomorrow. Right. You know, and so. just get ready for the very next day on your Disney cruise. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, you know, in a nutshell, it's, I know we're not giving a lot of details. Some things are because we really want you to be able to, if you're going to go on one of these Disney cruises, to experience some of the fun and excitement and surprises that they provide to you. Um, you would not regret going on a Disney cruise. That's the one thing I can really assure you. It It is a blast. Yeah. Um, if you love Disney, you know, look, cruising's not for everybody. Okay. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Cruising vacations, cruising vacations aren't for everybody, but there, there's a lot of people like us that fell in love with it. And for a while, that was, as you can tell by how many numbers of cruises we've taken, there was a time being where that was almost always our primary vacation. Right. We were going on cruises, whether it be Disney cruises or some other cruise lines. We were going on that on our own. We've extended that to go board back to the more at the parks more often recently, but we still go back to our first love and that's a Disney cruise or right. a cruise in general more often than not. Yeah. So, you know, it, again, um, Right. Like you said, it's cruising isn't for everybody, but if you do love Disney and love the parks, you probably will find the cruise ship to be a really enjoyable vacation. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, I suggest anybody at least give it a shot and see what you think of it. Even if it's just going on the three or four day, give it a shot. You know, see, you may find that you love it more than going to the parks. Uh, you, you might be surprised by right. that. So... So that pretty much kind of sums up everything that's going on aboard on the ship. Just kind of a general knowledge thing so you know. But we also want to give you some tips that from our experience we've learned that you uh, may want to kind of have an idea going in. Maybe some things that aren't as much on the surface, but just kind of some things to know. And I want to start off with uh, something that uh, someone else sent us in on Twitter. And that's Keenan and Rachel, who are good friends of ours. And they said they are considering their first Disney cruise next year. It would be for their 10 year anniversary. Yeah. So any tips to make it more romantic or just fun couple stuff they'd appreciate. So uh, that fits in very well for us because we happen to be about to uh, celebrate an anniversary on a cruise. And we also a few years ago celebrated our 10th anniversary aboard a cruise. Right. We did. We had our own little family gathering and party in our room and um but we also did some of the extras like so we did go to palos and celebrate that that's a nice i would recommend that to anybody having a anniversary is at least make sure you get into palos i mean if you can remy's is special too it's really special a little more expensive but Mm -hmm. uh, palos it will provide you a wonderful evening or you could do it as the brunch you know Mm -hmm. so so here's what we did. I mean, and I wouldn't recommend this for you necessarily, Keenan and Rachel, unless you really feel like doing it. But our romantic thing was that we renewed our vows on board the ship and Disney helped us set some of that thing stuff up. But Michelle actually did most of the planning for that on her own, but they can also handle that uh, for you. And we discussed all that. Uh, gosh, it was probably about nine months ago when we did an episode, uh, you know, looking at, uh, you know, weddings with Disney. Right. And we started with ours on board the Disney Cruise Line. But uh, there's lots of great stuff to do as a adults. And as we discussed throughout this, I think there's a lot of things that you can take from what we've already talked about uh, that might help you out. And that one of the things is that we know your your son will be with you and that you'll have some great family time as well. But the kids clubs are great. And the kids clubs uh, will 
enjoy, you know, he'll be enjoy being with those clubs in the evenings as well. So, you know, on your anniversary, you can schedule a Palo dinner. If you're on board the dream or the fantasy and you want to splurge, you can do Remy. Uh, you can go out and, and have a nice after dinner drink at the club or whatever. Right. Or you listen to a piano player or whatever the go case dancing. they have going on. Go dancing. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Or just sit on the deck with a cocktail and, and watch the ocean sail by, which uh, there really is very little more romantic than just sitting on the ocean, just hearing the water go by. Maybe the moon is over and maybe it's a full moon and just watching it and just sitting there with the one you love with, with a glass of wine or whatever. And that you know, in itself is a wonderful time. But there's just so many things you can do. Uh, there's spa things where you can do as couples right. in there. They have a great spa and I don't think we've actually referenced the spa enough, but they have some wonderful uh, different things that happen within the spa. On Castaway Key, they have couples massages uh, there that you can get right. right on Castaway Key if you want uh, when you're there. And yes, the kids clubs do also extend onto Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island as well. So if you want to take some time uh, to be away from the kids and have some adult time on Castaway Key, you can do that as well and know that the kids are well taken care of and having an entertaining good time as well. So, right. Because Castaway Key does have an adult only section mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. You know, so it's it's depending on what kind of things you enjoy doing. But you, you know, and the other thing you can do is, you know, talk to your room steward, talk to your server and let them know you're celebrating one so that they can celebrate with you, you know, and they can also share with you some things that might be going on, uh, on the ship that there might be something special happening on a particular night that it might not be as well known or announced. Mm -hmm. And so that's another option to help you know, really bring some spark to your celebration. Let Disney know from day one that you're celebrating whatever it is. Right. If it's an anniversary, if you just, if it's your honeymoon, if, you know, it's a birthday, whatever the case may be, retirement, whatever you're celebrating, let them know from day one. Let your, if you're going through a travel agent, let them know. Let them know when you're on board. Uh, they should already have that covered, but let them know anyway. And believe me that on Disney Cruise Line, even more than I see like at the parks, at the resorts, you will get dropped pixie dust while you're out there right. the little things here and there maybe nothing grand but you do get some nice little pixie dust sure. throughout your trip if they know you're celebrating something special exactly so uh, that's what I would say to that now that's going through some other tips and I'm interested to hear what Michelle's tips are mm. as for Disney Cruise as we go along because some of them might be the same as mine uh, okay um, well one thing is more mechanical it's you know not exciting but the concept of trip insurance um, is you know you when you're booking, whether you're booking alone or with a travel agent, that that question will come up. Um, you can do it if you're booking through Disney. You can do it. They offer, um, you know, from a company that they have contracted with to provide some uh, travel insurance. But you might find it a better deal if you go through the travel agent or if you're doing it on your, on your own, you can also go online and find um, travel insurance coverage. And that's mainly to help you if um, things like your luggage doesn't make it and you have to buy clothes on board the ship or, you know, um, something related to weather and it causes you additional fees at a hotel, you know, whatever the case even, may even, be. 
even more importantly, if you should get injured or, or sick somewhere on the, on the right. trip, you know, some, a lot of times, yes, you can get uh, helped out on the ship. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll help you, but they will charge you for that. If you're in a different country, it can be a little tricky trying to get your insurance taken in, uh, your medical insurance right. as you have in the United States in a different country. Uh, this will reimburse you for any problems you might have if you were to trip and fall and hurt yourself right. or if you were to get sick for whatever reason or anything could happen. It's just good to have as a backup. I don't normally, I encourage travel insurance for like, especially if you're just going to the Walt Disney World Resort right. or Disneyland or whatever the case may be. But for a cruise, um, there are so many options out there that could happen to you, and especially when you're traveling to a different country. Uh, that's the one time I do recommend you getting travel insurance. But yes, uh, you can just make it easy and go through Disney. But I would recommend shopping around just like you said, Michelle. Right. Thank you. Uh, so my other tip relates to the day that you're going to be going on board the ship. Um, that first day, you know, trying to give you a feel for what the flow is. When you get to the port, you're going to be checking in your luggage. And that luggage will eventually be delivered to your stateroom. They will bring it to the door uh, so you get it there. But sometimes uh, you don't know exactly when that luggage will be delivered. They're delivering thousands and thousands of bags to different rooms. You might see it come like, you know, one piece, one bag comes and then half an hour later, another bag comes. So what you really want to make sure you have ready is a day bag. And what you could pack in your day bag, um, you know, and make it something easy to carry and portable uh, would be things that you'd want to have right away in case your luggage doesn't come promptly. Can, so, we, can we start with make sure you have any passports right. or any cruise documents with you in that bag. That's Do not true. put those in your check luggage. That's true. Very good point. Um, but, you know, like if you have medications, uh, you want to have those available to you. Uh, you might want to have uh, swimwear to, so that you can go into the pool. Uh, you might want to have your clothes for the first evening's um, dinner, which is generally going to be casual, uh, but you might want to have that just in case your bag doesn't make it on time. Usually they do, but if you're, especially if you're going to an early seating and you want to be prepared in advance, you want to have that luxury to know, okay, I have my clothes, even if my bag doesn't make it quite on time. And, and the good news about that is that Disney, I mean, most people think, oh, I'm going out to eat. I have to dress up, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, of course you want to dress a little bit nicer on you know, for dinner. I always think it's nice, but right. you don't have to. Disney knows who their clientele are. They also know, especially on the first or last night, uh, that you may not have all your wardrobe with you. And so they're very lax on allowing you to go in there. Right. You know, they just don't want you wearing like swimwear and flip flops right. necessarily that aren't stylish flip flops or whatever, you know, uh, into the dining room. But we see people go in there as shorts, all sorts of things. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So the other thing, the other tip uh, I would give you is to have a packing list and use it. Um, I know that one year I didn't use it and I forgot some key things. So um, have your packing list ahead of time and get that um, checked off as you're packing things. Uh, if you want help with that, if you want to see what ours is, sign up for our newsletter and we'll send that one out to you as well. Yeah, Michelle's got her own packing list. I'm a little more willy-nilly than Michelle, but <laughs> Michelle is meticulous and does a great job with her packing <laughs> list. And it's a good thing because I would forget stuff if, if I had to. Michelle is always, you know, I, I pack my clothes and whatever. Michelle makes sure we have all those extra things that we need to make the our document. trip that much more wonderful as we're going through it. So Michelle has that packing list to make sure we have it all ready to go. 
I have a couple uh, tips that I want to go through here. And, the, you know, I tend to be, because you know, people get concerned about this. I hear this more than uh, possibly anything else about going on a cruise. If people who haven't gone on a cruise is, look, look, I get motion sickness. And uh, I'm afraid to be out on a ship and, you know, and what's going to happen if I get motion sickness. Well, I'll tell you this. I get motion sickness pretty significantly. Um, I, it's, it's one of those things with me. However, um, I've learned to control it on a ship. One, these ships are giant. They have stabilizers. Uh, They're usually pretty good. Only when the seas are fairly high do you really notice the motion a lot of times. You you hardly know. Um, I've learned to train myself with, you know, I I, I use medication. I use bonine or it's a a very, it's a meclizine, which is uh, bonine, you know. Uh, It's kind of less drowsy version of medication. And that's what I take uh, on board the ship. And uh, the one thing I've learned to do with it is I start taking it a couple days before because it uh, kind of needs to be in your system ahead of time. Mm Uh, working through. So it's good if, you, if you're if you concerned about that, if you get motion sickness at all, one, talk to your doctor first of all and see what right. they recommend because there's very different ways to to handle it. Uh, but I would suggest that, you know, if, if if that is what you're going to use by taking it a few days ahead of time. And if for some reason uh, you think you can make it without it and you do find yourself uh, running into seasickness, motion sickness when you're on board the ship, uh, there is free motion sickness pills given out at guest services. You don't have to pay anything for them. So you can pick them up there. If it's more extreme, you can go to the doctor's office on board the ship and they will charge you for That's thus the travel insurance. Uh, But they do have like an injection that will give you that will help you uh, ease that pretty quickly. But uh, just to kind of set some of those aside, um, I, 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 I use it more as a precautionary thing. I don't get... I don't find the motion to really bother me most of the time. It's just, I just don't want to get to that part. Michelle hardly ever takes any motion right, sickness. Yeah, she I, is fine on board these ships. Most people are. They are giant right. floating cities. Right, yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to go over as far as tips and it's getting to the cruise port. One, I'm going to tell you that unless you're very close to the actual cruise port flying in, you probably want to fly in the day ahead of time. You right. don't want to take any chances where your flight gets canceled, it gets delayed, or you miss a connector, whatever the case may be, and you're either scrambling to get to the ship or you miss the ship, and then you have to find another flight to get to wherever the ship is at the first port right. or whatever the case may be. Better to you know just make it easy on yourselves. Fly in the night before, stay somewhere nearby, whether it's if you're sailing out of Port Canaveral, you can stay at Walt Disney World Resort, or if you want to go all the way to the port, uh, there's plenty of hotels nearby the port that you can stay on, and a lot of them have shuttles to the port themselves, you can go in there. Uh, Another thing I would suggest is you can take uh, the the Disney bus that gets you from uh, either the resort or from the airport to the cruise ship terminal. But that is for a fee. Just take that into consideration. It's not like Disney's Magical Express, which is free. This they will charge you for, and they charge you per person. So you may want to consider instead renting a car. You can rent a car, and in Florida especially, it's really easy to uh, do one-way rental car trips. Especially if you have a family or four or whatever, Go ahead and it's just the one fee for the car. Even if it's 50 bucks, it's going to be less than what it's going to cost you to go a whole family on board the bus. Yes, they'll take care of your luggage and everything. So you don't have to worry about that. But I find it easier to go there. Uh, There are many different uh, rental car agencies right there by the port. You drop the car off there. They had the shuttle going to the port itself from the rental car area. And I just find that a very easy way of uh, of getting to the, the 
the actual cruise port, which is only a, a little over an hour away from uh, from Orlando Airport, Airport and Walt mm-hmm. Disney World itself. Right. right. Oh, very good idea. So. so I do have another couple tips. Yes, go for it, Michelle. So, uh, and these are tips we've actually shared on past uh, episodes, but one of them is, well, they're both related to room service, but one of them is terms of a treat that is not listed on the uh, main room service menu, but you can ask for, and that are that is the famous Mickey bars. Yes, the premium Mickey ice cream bars. Yes. Yeah, so that it's you won't see it on the room service menu, but you can request that and that will come be delivered to you in room service. The other thing um, that you've shared as a tip in the past is that you can order just before you go to bed, uh, order a pot of coffee to be delivered to your room. And you can leave it overnight and it will still be warm enough in the morning to have that first cup of coffee before you get out to go to breakfast or, or whatever else you're going to plan to do in the morning. So it's easy, a free way to get that coffee delivered. I mean, you could obviously have coffee delivered to you. You can designate a time for room service, but if this one, you don't want to even wait to have somebody deliver it, you can have it there ready for you in the morning. Yeah. Their pots are really good. They do stay. It's not going to be piping hot in the morning, but it'll be nice and warm uh, still in the morning as long as you keep it sealed up. And yeah, it's a way of, as the family's getting ready to go out that you just have coffee in your room. You don't have to go up to the deck and pick it up and bring it back to your room or whatever the case may be. You know, it's, it's just kind of a way to make that easy for you if you like a cup of coffee first thing when you get up in the morning. Yeah, because room service is pretty busy in the morning on the cruise ship because they are delivering to a lot of people who have designated the Continental um, breakfast to be served to their room. So a lot of times if you call room service in the morning for a pot of coffee or just something light, you may end up waiting, you know, an hour or so because they have so many other deliveries that are already pre-scheduled. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a way to cut that time and just have it ready to go. And right. even if you did order room service for the next morning, continental breakfast or whatever into the room, it's just a way to have that a little earlier. And if you want to like, you know, have some chocolate chip cookies for the kids that night or the Mickey bar, like right. we were talking about or anything else uh, in the room that night, just add a pot of coffee along with it. And uh, usually it's it's customary to tip a room service about right. a buck or two, depending on how large per the person, order is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so good. So that's it. Um, lots of stuff to go over Disney. Obviously, as we're Disney cruises, we've talked for a long time on this <laughs> yeah. subject, but we love it. And we think it's an important, uh, some important information that maybe you don't know. Maybe you're used to going to the parks, but haven't done a Disney cruise. Uh, so uh, we want to be here to help you out. So you are prepared next time you go. And if you are planning a Disney cruise and have any questions for us, feel free to hit us up at yeah. any time. Uh, of course, again, Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on social media. We're happy to answer any questions you may have. Right. And if you've had a particular experience on a Disney cruise that you'd like to share, let us know and we'll uh, we'll announce that as well. And um, if you have other tips, we'll give you credit for sharing those tips as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So we've gone very long on this main topic. So I want to get to some of the other topics just really, really quickly. I was planning on spending more time on this, but we went so long on Disney cruise. I'm just going to touch on it really briefly and that was on Thursday night we went and saw uh, a musical that we were really excited about mm-hmm. at least especially me I was really excited about yeah. going seeing which was uh, it's a new ma- musical adaptation of the movie Almost Famous I don't know if you know that movie it came out I believe it was in 2000 it was uh, but it was uh, based on uh, the movie Almost Famous it was a 
story of Cameron Crowe, who has written um, many films that you uh, may know and love. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, uh, and of course, Almost Famous. And it's kind of the story of somewhat of his life, of what he went through when he was young. And uh, it's one of my, if you take Disney Marvel, Star Wars out of the equation, I, I would probably say it's in my top five movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. So. it is amazing. It is a great movie and an interesting story, but just uh, the movie itself and the actors that they had on it were spot on, really amazing at their portrayal of what mm-hmm. took place. So we were really excited to go to this. It's it's uh, it's heading to Broadway pretty soon. It's, it's a small theater here in San Diego where they're showing it right now as they're kind of getting it ready for a Broadway run. It's the Old Globe Theater in San Diego's Balboa Park is where we saw it. And uh, like Michelle just talked about, the cast is amazing. Uh, the production crew is fantastic. Um, I was going to list all the credits that these people have because there are so many but because we're running a little long I'm not going to go through it all but I'm just going to say uh, you're going to want to see this show especially if you love the movie right uh, you really want to go see this show because it's phenomenal I see it as a possible Tony you know nominee coming up here because uh, we love the show it's got exciting energy uh, the the sets, you know, even very though it's sometimes very simple, uh, the way they used them are creative. The choreography was a, they did things in a very interesting way. They wrote, you know, you, you think about a lot of this and if you know the movie, there's a lot of seventies music in a music mm-hmm. from the seventies in it. And yes, they use some of those songs, but they wrote 20 brand new songs right. within this. So it's not just kind of a jukebox type of set where they're just kind of going through, um, you know, kind of, uh, the, the songs that you know, and, right. and you know, using them within the story. You know, they're actually telling the story through brand new songs, uh, found it fascinating. Again, cast is top notch. The way they approached the storyline is excellent. Um, I love it. I can't wait for it to, to go to Broadway. And, um, from what I read, they're just waiting for an open theater, and uh, they already are working on a Sony Masterworks cast album for wow. this. So they really believe that this is going to be a hit. Right. I really believe that yeah, this is going to be a hit. Yeah. And I believe it's going to be on Broadway here sooner rather than later. Like I said, it just sounds like they're looking for a, a theater to open up to house them. And I think that there'll be a lot of theaters that will jump at the chance. As definitely. As they get the chance. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it's definitely a high caliber show. Like you said, even though the sets may look somewhat simplistic, they do some creative work with how things move and motion and um, sound, how they interject instruments into part of the sceneries, etc. The interactions with the audiences mm-hmm. is fun and upbeat. Uh, great music. Uh, the new songs flow with it really well. Love it. And the cast is excellent. I mean, there's right. a couple people in there. Soleil Pfeiffer, who plays Penny Lane. She was also on the first touring company of Hamilton as Eliza Hamilton. Right. Uh, she, like, when every time she's on the stage, you're, you're watching her. The, uh, the kid who plays William Miller, uh, this is his first major thing he's ever done. I mean, he's done some right. stuff in high school. As a matter of fact, he was an award winner for high school theater. Uh, he's super impressive. Right. I see really big things ahead for yes. him as well. Amazing cast, amazing production crew that have been Tony Award nominees uh, all throughout it and have been in some of the biggest musicals you'll know. Uh, this is destined for good things. I'm really, really looking forward to see what happens when it hits Broadway. Yeah, and hoping people get an opportunity to enjoy what we saw here in San Diego. I think they will sooner rather than later. So nice. So let's move on to our Disney stories of the week. And I'm just going to go through these really quickly again. Uh, First, I want to start off with, uh, we now know the dates for Disneyland's version of the Candlelight Processional. Okay. You know, you know about the Candlelight Processional at the Walt Disney World Resort. 
Well, it originated at the right. Disneyland Resort. It's been going on there since 1958. It's done a little differently at Disneyland. Uh, they hold it actually on Main Street, right in front of the train station right. there. That's where they have it going on. So uh, it's going to be happening this year on December 7th and December 8th. That's a Saturday and Sunday, 2019. Uh, we don't know who the host is going to be yet. Last year, it was Chris Pratt was mm-hmm. the host. They've had many big names throughout the years. Uh, normally, the, the reserve seating is for invited guests and VIPs and right. stuff. However, uh, you can go and find a viewing spot on the day of. Usually people will line up well ahead yeah, of time. Hours, like, yes, hours uh, like ahead. in the morning, first thing right. to go. But you can still find spots if you go there on that day on Main Street and still check it out if you want to go and be there as part of it. It's very similar to the Candlelight Processional you may know from the Walt Disney right. World Resort. But uh, it, it's just excellent. It's, you know, and again, this is where it first started. This is what Walt wanted to do originally to kind of uh, have this for the citizens of Orange County uh, to be able to enjoy. Right. But it's just, uh, you know, progressed from there. Yeah. It Again, you know, you know the candlelight processional from Disney World. Um, but it, there is something special about having it there where it originated and having it at the train station is really cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Finally, I want to just mention quickly that uh, yes, we received a couple new trailers for some uh, highly anticipated movies from Disney coming up this year. Uh, Disney Pixar's Onward. We got that trailer earlier this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, It looked it was a lot of the footage we'd seen already at uh, D23, D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, some new stuff that we hadn't seen before within it that I thought was fascinating, but um, excited for that. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be released in theaters on March 6th, 2020. And the Jungle Cruise as well. <laughs> and I put it out on Twitter. It's like, you know, when we went into the, uh, the Walt Disney Studios uh, panel for D23 Expo, you know, we kind of knew the Jungle Cruise movie was coming up, but we really had nothing to it after Seeing the footage we saw there and the chemistry between Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I'm all in on this movie and then seeing this trailer as well. I'm completely all in. I'm very excited for it. I don't know what you think, Michelle. Definitely. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it looks like a great movie with an uh, interesting storyline to it as well. But you're right. The main thing is the chemistry between the two of them. Um, you could see that, like you said, on the footage that they showed, but also in real life, their interactions was so amazing together and the chemistry was fun mm-hmm. and exciting and looking forward to that film yes me too I'm, I'm very excited for it it looks very fascinating and i can't wait for it that comes out on july 24th of 2020 that's the disney stories of the week however we never leave you without giving you well we're going to give you more vacation tips this time <laughs> we give you tips already but we're going to give you another tip and we're especially going to go to michelle first because she always has the very <laughs> best tips so let's get to michelle's tip of the week well, thank you, sweetie. So um, my tip, I actually have kind of two because one is a smaller one. But as I mentioned, in terms of room decorations for the Disney cruise for your cabin, you know, you could also do that at any of the Disney uh, vacations that you go on. You know, you could bring a few of the stuffed animals or, or some other, you know, have your kids draw pictures or posters or, you know, get 
you know, from the dollar store, some things that you can put on windows. You know, I think of like at Port Orleans Resort, you know, they have kind of like that window. I don't want to call it a bay window, but somewhat. And, and you can actually have things so that people walking by can see the decorations. You know, so make it, it, it can be fun DIY together as a family um, to enhance your vacation by having uh, some interactions with some fun decorations. And we're in the holiday season right now, too. So right. if like for Halloween coming up here, Thanksgiving, uh, we're getting into Christmas right. and you want to get decked out for that. Sure. Bring some of that stuff along as well. Cool. And my little tip is specifically for a Disney cruise uh, vacation. And as you mentioned in your part that, you know, things that look very much similar room rooms, you know, and you may feel like where where's our room or whatever. So if you look on the carpeting, if the pattern is facing upright, then you know you're headed to the front of the ship. If it's upside down, you're heading to the back of the ship. And that can be really helpful when you're trying to figure out where, which direction am I going? Which side of the ship should I be on? So look at the floor. Uh, my quick tip, and I'm going to go very quickly because I've discussed it before. When you, if you're on a Disney cruise and you're going to Castaway Key, I highly recommend you taking advantage of the Castaway Key 5K. Right. And that's because it's free to sign up for. Uh, you can, if you're involved in this, you get to be the first people off the ship onto the island. Uh, and so you can get out there and get the best spot when you're out on the island by doing this 5K. Right. Yes, it could be a little hot. It could be a little sticky. Sure. But it's, it could be an enjoyable way to get a little exercise in the day and you get the first spot out there on the uh, out there and not don't have to worry about maybe is fighting as much for to find the right deck chair and everything else exactly so i highly recommend you doing it you do get a medal for it if you do it you do get a bib if you do it it's really enjoyable um i can't recommend it enough when you're going to castaway key but that's just my quick tip of the week that's excellent excellent so that's it for this week next week well, this is tentatively scheduled because we're still trying to get this guest lined up. We've been working with them to try and find the date when we can record, and hopefully that's going to be soon. But right now, we're planning on continuing our Star Wars Remembered series. So next week, we'll be looking at Star Wars Episode Six: Ooh. Return of the Jedi. So that should be a lot of fun as we wrap up the original trilogy. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm assuming we're going to have our great friend and guest, Rob LeBear. I haven't talked with Rob yet, but I'm assuming that he will join <laughs> us. I know he'll have a lot to say about that movie, so I'm sure he'll want to jump on with us. So uh, thanks for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Best place to ever to find us is HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And you want to go there to sign up for our newsletter and be a part of our trivia contest yeah. that we discuss. So. Uh, and please uh, don't forget to follow us as well on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't sign up for the newsletter and still want to be part of the contest, you can do it through those ways by connect, uh, contacting us through any of those uh, areas as well. Yeah, so. Uh Get, get your hand in on this. It can be a lot of fun, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Yes. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.